Yo! Welcome to the Whiskey Sick Podcast. If we don't got it, you don't want it, motherfuckers. Episode number 108 coming at you live from Dago Bitch, California with my co-host, the one, the only quadruple future quadruple champion of the world the quadruple champ rocking with me once again your boy seth gecko aka moody motherfucking hank hit him with that goddamn theme music While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up, bang, but I'll ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up. I'll bang, but I'll ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You yo, 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 homies, once again, back with the Whiskey Sick Podcast. I'm rocking with the little homie. Uh, he's rolling with me again. You'll hear him in, in, in the background getting his motherfucking grind on over here. I gave him the, uh, I gave the quadruple champ the uh, eight-pound medicine ball. You hear him tossing it over there. He's literally doing squats and like shot putting that double arm, like shot putting it, like uh, basketball chest chest passes and shit. Um, this kid's over here doing squats with the eight-pound. He's a year and a half old. He's doing his squats with the eight-pound. Like, literally, full-on squats. Better squats than, your, than, than his pops. I got bad knees, motherfuckers. I ain't going that deep. This dude's in a full, deep, Hindu, side-of-the-road, shit-taking squat right here. Going full lock knee. I mean, it, it, it's a beautiful thing going on. The fuck is up, homies? You know what this is. You know where we at. The world is still... You know, reeling, crumbling, falling down all around us. Um, every day is, is some fucking new and worse shit. Shit ain't getting better anytime soon with anything. Um, the fights have been the only... Without the UFC, man, this, this world would be like... It would just fucking... I don't know what the fuck would happen without the, without the UFC. It's literally the only shit that's keeping me sane right now. I mean, if you saw the last fight... Dustin Poirier, We're, let me get, we'll get into that, we'll get into that, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker, what the fuck was that, that was fucking stupid, fucking stupid, fuck it, let's get into fight talk then, we're just gonna get right up into this shit, we got UFC 251 coming up this weekend, the 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 main event we should have had uh, in the first place is now officially official, um, we'll get into that. Masvidal versus Usman. Gilbert Burns testing uh, positive for the Rona at the last minute. Good. I, I mean, not good because... Let me take that back. Not good because I wish ill health on the young man. 
uh, he's gonna kick the shit out of that motherfucker and be fine. That nothing gonna happen to him. I mean, good in the fact that Gilbert Merlin, uh, Gilbert Burns ain't in the main event anymore. I didn't. I don't think anybody really gave a fuck about Usman versus Burns. Nobody. Um, we were disappointed because it was supposed to be the fucking baddest motherfucker in the world versus Usman, the BMF champ. Two champions. BMF champ versus the, the, the undisputed champ. And that's what we finally gonna get. But let's get into this Dustin Poirier shit. If y'all didn't see this fight, like, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I picked Dustin Poirier. I got that shit. Fight, fight of the year. I was going back and forth. Was this better than, uh, 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 Yoana versus, uh, Zhang Wei Li? Um, and, and that one was a, a world title fight. Those girls banged. And you saw, you know, uh, uh, the way um, Joanna looked after that fight. Like, she couldn't even get into the clubs with her ID. They didn't believe that was her and shit. She had to go get some, you know, uh, some different ID. She had to get her mammy and pappy to vouch for her. She had to bring her birth certificates and shit. That was a fucking, that was a fucking war. As close as civilians can get, homies. But I think this Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker, even though it wasn't a world title fight, this shit was a motherfucker. These dudes were bombing on each other. Dustin was down 2-0. I had Dan Hooker up 2-0 uh, early in that fight. Um, the second round was it was probably his biggest round. Uh, and then Dustin Poirier just got to work. He started landing some big shots. He was landing big shots in the first two rounds also, but I think Dan Hooker had, had a little more aggression. He was getting off a little more, and he was landing some big shots. He had Dustin Poirier hurt you know, at, at one time. Uh, Dustin was kind of reeling, couldn't find his range, wasn't switching his stances, stances and being as slick as he normally was. He started putting that all together. He started putting that all together. Yo, what's going on over there? Got the Triple Champ and, and, and the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Um, officially official mascot, Moody Blues over there, kicking it. Moody Hank. You can hear him in the background getting busy. But Dustin Poirier came out in that third round and started pushing the pace, started pushing his own pace, started landing leg kicks, started getting the hands off, switching the stances like he likes to do. He does a real good job of, of, of uh, switching his stance, not giving up the pocket, really. When when uh, somebody comes forward, when Dan Dan Hooker will come forward, you see it in all his fights, when somebody will come forward, instead of you know leaping out of the way or backing all the way out of the pocket, he'll, he'll simply just turn. He'll pivot off of his front foot. And he'll uh, off of his back foot, and he'll make that his lead foot, and he'll just uh, switch right into the uh, right into the orthodox stance and hit you with the hook on your way in. That's like his counter. Instead of a switch step, you're just kind of uh, pivoting. You're pivoting into the other stance, and, and he's good at both stances. And he starts getting that going. When he starts going forward, he switches stances as well. He'll put a one, two. His back foot will come forward now, becoming his lead hand, and then he'll throw now his left hand, which was his jab hand is now his backhand he'll throw that as a power and then step forward with that foot and then keep try going down uh, going basically marching you down with punches like that and that's when Dustin Poirier starts getting in the groove I thought he won uh rounds three four and five easy not easy but you know Dan Hooker was still in it he was still getting takedowns Dustin Poirier was giving him takedowns almost caught uh Dan Hooker in that guillotine that he almost caught uh, uh Khabib in it was just a great back and forth fight. All around five was all Dustin Poirier. Uh, Dan Hooker looked like he was about to break, or it was bro breaking. He was in the process of breaking. Da uh, Dustin Poirier just pushed the pace, man. As a dude who's been around the block, he's fought the best of the motherfucking best. What's next for Dustin Poirier? Conor McGregor, man. That's the only shit that makes sense. 
a rematch. Go back and watch that fight. That was at 145 pounds. Both of them had trouble making that weight. Dustin Poirier, for real, he's been up at 155, I think, ever since that fight. Ever since he, he lost to Conor McGregor, I think he came up to 155. Don't check my fucking... Don't check my stats or anything. Um, but Dustin Poirier was getting off on that early in that round. That only lasted like a minute and a half. He got hit behind the head, well, on the side of the head, behind the ear. You know, one of those grazing equilibrium, you know, fucking up your equilibrium shots uh, that just kind of sat him down, and, and that was the end of it. But before that, he was landing big left hands. He was landing big shots on Connor. Connor was wearing him well, you know, just kind of walking through him for now. That, that, that was shaping up to be a very, very interesting fight. If Connor doesn't land that fight and it goes a little longer, you know, a couple rounds, who knows how that fight turns out. History could have been changed right there. You saw what Dustin Poirier did to Max Holloway. He dominated him. He beat him twice. He beat him twice. Conor McGregor wanted to fight, uh, you know, real soon with Khabib. Khabib's pops, if you didn't know. Uh, a bad motherfucker. Uh, basically the guy uh, responsible, responsible for bringing up all these new Dagestani fighters. These dudes are all killers, man. All killers. I don't know if Magomed Sharipov is, is in that, the, the Lincoln Abraham killer guy. I don't know if he's, if he's in that same camp, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, all those dudes over there, bad motherfuckers, you know, deep wrestling backgrounds from, from Namagomedov, from Khabib's dad. Um, he had COVID. He's been struggling with it for a while now. I know for several weeks, probably over a month, right around a month, and uh, he, he died. Um, and so that, that fucking sucks. That's a big loss for the MMA community. You know, on top of, you know, having problems getting out of Dagestan to get to the United States for, for fights or get to Fight Island or wherever, wasn't, wasn't being able to travel. You know, that's why he wasn't able to fight Tony Ferguson. Um, now on top of that, this, you know, does he take some time off? Does Khabib take some time off, you know, when they have to do an interim belt? Do an interim belt? You, you, you do Gaethje versus uh, Dustin Poirier too? That fight, I just watched that fight the other night. That shit was a fucking burner. Dustin Poirier's like look like, like it had fucking gangrene. It was like some Vietnam shit. Like fucking had to amputate in the field. It, 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 it was fucking nasty. Homie's leg was destroyed. But he was landing big shots. Big shots uh, on, on, on Gaethje. Gaethje in, in that fight against Poirier. I think that was the last time he really used that style. Where he would like to cover up and try to counter. He just let you get get off shots on his hands, on his arms, you know, as he covered up just to land leg kicks. And I think that, because he was doing that quite often uh, in that fight um, before, I guess, he's kind of, like, changed his style now like he did against Tony Ferguson. Um, but that was a real close fight. But Dustin Poirier finished Gaethje. Finished him. TKO against the fence was hitting him with all sorts of shots. Knees. Nasty. So, I mean, Dustin Poirier versus Gaethje, too. If Khabib can't go, that's fucking barber. Then you do. Then you do. You listening to me, motherfuckers? Then you do Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor. So if Khabib's still going to fight, you do Gaethje versus, uh, versus Khabib. Gots to. And then you do Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor part two. Gots to. If Khabib's out, then you do Poirier versus Gaethje too, and you do Tony versus motherfucking Conor McGregor. Do him on the same motherfucking card. But you know, you know, uh, you know, Conor McGregor's got to be the main event, and you can't have a non-title shot be uh, the main event over a title shot on the same card. But you know what I'm saying. But still, fucking bangers, bangers, man. Uh, Mike Perry, this motherfucker came out, and uh, I don't even remember who I picked for this fight. I'm almost embarrassed to say I might have picked Mickey Gall. 
I ain't gonna go back and check though. And, and, and I'm not gonna with 100% certainty say I picked Mickey Gall because that shit was motherfucking embarrassing, dude. This dude, I thought this dude, Mickey Gall, was supposed to be a, a, a fucking jujitsu guy. I thought he was supposed to be like, like, uh, choking people out. Maybe that was only because he fought Sage Northcutt and I thought that shit. And he dominated Sage Northcutt, so I was like, maybe he's a, he's, he's a grappler? But I, I don't know what the fuck happened, man. He, he came out there, got his ass taken down at will by Mike Perry, got his ass beat up on the feet. I mean, Mickey Gall at the beginning kind of looked okay on his feet. He looked like he had a little something. He was getting in the pocket and exchanging. But then after that, he just got taken down like he did against Diego Sanchez and got his motherfucking ass a fucking heels overhead, uh, diaper change position, koala station at the mall, diaper change position, ass ate by Mike Perry. Homie was rolling in there. Homie did the ultimate disrespect, rolled in there with one corner lady. His fucking girlfriend, his 18-year-old girlfriend rolled up in there on some Powerpuff Girl shit. It didn't say a motherfucking word between rounds other than, where do you want the ice? That's it. That's the only advice this motherfucker Mike Perry got during each round. In between each round, Mike, uh, Mickey Gall had, had a whole fight team there. Mike Perry was at the, at the fucking Continental Breakfast eating, eating, eating fucking uh, donuts and, and apples and shit with, with his old lady. That's it. Going over game plans with his old lady who was probably in high school last year. Smacking this motherfucker around. But I, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck this dude Mickey Gall's good at. That's it for Mickey Gall. Your time's up, dog. You beat, you beat Sage Northcutt, and that's all we really remember, man. I, I don't see Mickey Gall in, in the UFC. I don't even think he's a Bellator fighter, dog. I don't know what the fuck this guy. And, and the promos for that shit, this dude's talking about, I'm going to be the world champion. The fuck you aren't. The fuck you are, homie. I got, I got a better chance of being a fucking UFC world champ than you do, Mickey Gall. I, I, I put that on, motherfucker. Bet I won't. Um, fucking Mike Perry afterwards talking about the IRS and taking his money and shit. He sounded like a fucking, like an Ozarks episode or some shit. Like the homie got the, talking about, you know, he owes $100,000 or some shit to the, and the cartels looking for him. Or so I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, man. I was thinking Marty Bird over here. I was like, this dude's on some Marty Bird shit. Talking about, you know, he owes money. They're taking it. Of course they're taking half your motherfucking money. That's what the government does. And they say they don't got money for shit like, uh, like fucking social justice. Like rebuilding shitty ass fucking neighborhoods and whole sections of cities. They got plenty of it, homie. They take half of your shit. They take half of everybody's shit. In California, they take more. So I think, you know, he maybe Mickey Gall in the middle of that fight hit him with something that, you know, knocked some goddamn sense into Mike Perry in the middle of the fight. He comes back with a whole new clarity talking about he's probably counting his check and then realize a fucking light just turned on. It's like, oh, I'm only getting about half of that. But you know what? He saved money on not having a corner man, not having any fucking coaches in his corner. So he at least he doesn't have to dish out to all that. So maybe in the end, it, it, it works out well for him. But he's talking about fighting Nate Diaz. I love that motherfucker fight. Nate Diaz versus Mike Perry. Fuck yes. Hell yes. The pre-fights alone are going to be fucking fire, homies. But you ain't rolling into a fight with a dude like Nate Diaz without a real fucking crew. And he was even saying that Mike Perry was like, yeah, that's probably the only time I pulled that shit because I was fighting Mickey Gall, which is more salt in the wound, you bitch-ass motherfucker, Mickey Gall. He said, I came in here with, 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 with my Betty on my arm. 
to beat your motherfucking ass, dog. But I ain't going to do that again. He's talking about, you know, training now at a real gym and, and, and getting there with Yoel Romero and shit. I mean, so, hey, um, you know, homie was getting hated on since been hated on uh, before this fight. And uh, he just told everybody to suck his motherfucking shooter, uh, draw upon it slowly, succulently. Uh, that's what the fuck uh, Mike Perry did. So he, 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 you know, he's back in the mix there. He's always fighting, uh, you know, big fights. Uh, then we had G uh, Gian Vellante versus Maurice Green. Uh, this was a weird fucking fight. Gian Vellante, Gian Vellante, you know, was fighting at 205, ripped. You know, six months later, I guess it's been like a year or so, year and a half or so since he fought. He comes out looking like a, 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 a fucking great value Roy Nelson, if you know who the fuck Roy, a big country Roy Nelson. I mean, this dude came out here fat as a motherfucker. Like, you talk about, I, I, I didn't even realize he was fighting at heavyweight, and you're talking about, I guess he's fought in heavyweight before in his career. He usually fought around 242, um, 240, 245-ish. He came in at 255. Homie, you, you, you gained weight the complete wrong way. You can't be eating Hot Pockets and, and motherfucking Eggos for fucking breakfast and lunch and dinner and, and expect to, to make heavyweight that way. You can't gain 60 pounds of just fucking fat I mean, this shit was ridiculous. And even so, he was putting hands on this dude, Maurice Green. I'd seen this fool. This dude, Maurice Green's a wild-looking dude, man. He looks like a hammerhead shark. Like, his eyes are, like, on the side of his head, like, going in opposite directions. No hate, homie. I'm just saying you look like a ha hammerhead shark. You, you did great. I mean, homie caught uh, Jean Vellante from the half guard on the bottom in an arm triangle. I remember one time when I was grappling, one time I caught some dude in an in, uh, in, in, uh, arm triangle from the bottom. But that was in full guard. This dude did it from he, him being in half guard. He had he had he was in half guard with Jean Vellante on top of him. He locked in an arm triangle. I think Jean Vellante was just gassed because I don't know how he would have you know tapped to that shit. It didn't look that tight. But Maurice Green got that win. Jean Vellante, fucking uh, my my dude. Uh, you got to lose some motherfucking weight, dog. Maybe maybe it's time to go back. If you got to fight at, at, at heavyweight, go come in at like two thirty five or something, man. This two fifty five shit, man. You that you did it the complete wrong way, man. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Kyle Dawkins, another great fucking fight. This dude, Brendan Allen's a motherfucker. Kyle Dawkins is a motherfucker. Both of these dudes. This is this is this one reminded me of, of what uh, Calvin Cater versus Shane Burgos. When I saw those, I was like, these are two future dudes. Brendan Allen and Kyle Dawkins, those are two future dudes. Those dudes were going back and forth. Uh, Brendan Allen was running away with it. Kyle Dawkins makes makes a huge run for it. It was a 10-8 round in the last round. It could have been a draw because Brendan Allen took the first two rounds. Uh, Kyle Dawkins could have been a 10-8 round. And one judge gave every single round to Bri Brendan Allen. Even the last round that Kyle Dawkins spent uh, pretty much half the round in a full mount dropping bombs on Brendan Allen, looking for rear naked chokes. One judge still gave that round to Brendan Allen somehow. That's how fucking crazy these dudes are. Um, what other notable fights did we had? Sean Woodson versus Julian uh, Arosa. That was a hell of a fucking fight. This dude, Sean Woodson's a long, lean, skinny, wiry, uh, T.I.-looking-ass motherfucker. Uh, if T.I. had, like, Down syndrome. But Sean Woodson could motherfucking scrap, dude. This dude, he doesn't have fat. His hands are kind of slow. He's got some sloth punches. I mean, you can see these things coming from a mile away, but they're like extendo arms. They're like go-go gadget arms when this motherfucker... You think you're out of the way, and all of a sudden he's hitting you. You're like, I'm standing clear across the motherfucking cage, and this guy's hitting me in the fucking face. As soon as he st stood up from the stool, he was hitting me in the motherfucking face. Julian Arosa was getting boxed up, came back in the second round, decided... You know what? I got to get in this motherfucker's face. I can't just stay on the outside and get picked apart like he did in the first round. He decided to get all the way in, stayed in this motherfucker Sean Woodson's chest. He realized that this dude doesn't have very much power. 
you know, he's a volume puncher. He doesn't have very much power. He was willing to eat him, got in there, got in Sean Woodson's face, pushed him up against the cage with punches, um, stayed in his face, started pushing his own pace. Third round, I think he caught him in a Darce choke. He caught, Dar uh, he caught uh, uh, Julian Arosa caught him standing up. He, he latched onto a headlock, standing headlock, when they were both in the standing position. And then from there, la launched up, uh, locked up the Darce choke from the standing position, dragged him down to the ground, uh, and then rolled him over and, and, and fucking finished him off. Darce choke, my favorite choke of all time. That's just the fucking greatest shit. Great takedown defense choke. Um, if you trap the arm in it, uh, uh, with your choke arm, if you trap his arm in it, that's a Darce choke. If you go the other side and the arm that you're getting is, that you're wrapping around his neck is on the opposite side of the arm that you're trapping, that's an Americana. Oh, Anaconda. Not Americana. An Anaconda. So there you have it. There you guys are getting some fucking inside Iggy's on that shit. Uh, but solid fucking card. Solid fucking card. That that fucking card, uh, that that card was fire. What was on the prelims? Luis Pena versus Kama Worthy. That was a fucking banger. Luis Pena's a motherfucker, man. That dude's got some sick hands. Kama Worthy too, man. He 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 got that sub late in the uh, late in the fight. Uh, yeah. So that, there there was some bangers. Let's get into this UFC 251, motherfuckers. Let's get into this shit. Um, so we, we, we got into it a little bit earlier, you know, um, Gilbert Burns, um, after beating uh, Tyron Woodley a couple, uh, about a month and a half ago or so, um, Tyron Woodley, who's a, who's a fucking shell of himself, I don't, I don't know who this guy is anymore, um, you know, so I didn't know what to think of Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns actually got beat by Dan Hooker, got knocked the fuck out by Dan Hooker. Uh, at 155, I, I totally forgot about that, and I remember seeing that fight after they showed the highlights, I remember seeing that fight, that's why I didn't think uh, uh, Gilbert Burns was that great, um, but Gilbert Burns, you know, he, he, he beat um, Damian Maya, and then he went on to beat, you know, the former champ, Tyron Woodley, and, you know, won some other fights, and now he's going to fight Kamaru Usman, you know, because Jorge Masvidal uh, couldn't quite, yo, yo, what's going on over there, duty, what are you doing over there, duty? Pops is over here uh, kicking flames. There we go. Thank you, son. Thank you, son. We're over. We're over here working, son. You see that? Now uh, you keep that shit off. He's playing with his school bus. He's over here uh, uh, distracting the homie. Um, but uh, anyways, I don't know where the fuck I was. Jorge Masvidal gets the fucking fight. After all, you know he was holding out for more money on that Dak Prescott shit. Um, and and you know when when you drop a fight, a main event, uh, you know fight at the at the the. The first fight on Fight Island, which is fucking dope. You ain't seen this shit. They're fighting on the beach, homie. You got it, it's like some Tekken shit. You got the beach in the background of the cage and shit. Like this is this is this is dope. This is gonna be fucking super dope. So you know they felt the pressure. You know, uh, Jorge Masvidal had all the leverage now. You know, uh, Gilbert Burns drops the fucking fight six days out. Kamaru Usman doesn't even board the flight. So you're not even gonna have any kind of uh, of of. of well, you're still going to have Max Holloway versus uh, Volkanovski, too. That, that's a title fight, and that would be a good main event by itself. But this was, this was a big fight. You know, everybody wants to see Kamaru Usman, who hasn't fought since December, since he put that, that whooping stick to uh, Kobe Covington. Um, so people wanted to see this fight. They really wanted to see Jorge Masvidal, and we thought that was a fight we were going to get from the, from the get-go. But <clears throat> as soon as Gilbert Burns drops that fight, Jorge's like, well, first off came... Uh, Colby Covington calling for the fight, and everybody was calling him out saying he don't really want that shit, he don't really want that shit, apparently he wasn't serious, I don't know if he was or not, you know Colby Covington's gonna talk that shit, but Jorge also threw his name out there and said I'm ready to fucking go, that's the fight they wanted in the first place, 
So they said, you know, Jorge's like, you're going to fucking pay me. He said he got what he, not quite what he wanted, but close enough to what he wanted uh, as far as money-wise. So I'm sure he's getting a pretty good chunk. Multi-fight fight deal, so we don't got to worry about the back and forth after this fight. So if he if he wins the belt, you know, who knows? I, listen, who am I taking? Kamaru Usman's a motherfucker. The one thing that worries me about listening to Jorge Masvidal talk about this fight is saying basically he wasn't in shape. In no less words, he's saying he's in good enough shape. That's not. That's the only thing. If you go back to that Nate Diaz fight, he put the whooping stick on Nate Diaz for three rounds. I told you he was gonna whoop his ass. Unfortunately, I said, as you know, as dope as the fight is on paper, it's not gonna be very competitive. Jorge's gonna whoop that ass. I was right. But at the end of that third round, he was kind of gassing. People were right. He was saying he was kind. He was kind of gassing. I think he was just. From over whooping a motherfucker's ass, you you teeing off on a dude for 15 minutes, just throwing bombs and and, and landing everything, you're gonna gas yourself out. And he was kind of doing that. There and, and uh, who knows if that you know if they let that fight go to the fourth fifth round, <clears throat> maybe Nate Diaz gets a little offense going and starts changing the tide. I don't know. But if 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 that Jorge Masvidal with that gas tank comes in against Kamar or worse, which he, which he's suggesting, comes in against Kamaru Usman that fought Kobe Covington. It's not a good. It's not going to be good for my man Jorge Masvidal. Now, don't motherfucking put words in my mouth, motherfucking homies. Listen, I'm picking Jorge Masvidal. I've been on this motherfucking gravy train since since the Bodog fight days in Russia, homie. Since right after those days in the backyard with Kimbo Slice. Um, I ain't hopping off now. I ain't hopping off now. No, I, I gotta ride this. The, the wheels, uh, ride to the wheels, fall off. Street Jesus, I gotta take him. Uh, come on, God damn! If I had to put my money on it, though, homies. <clears throat> if I had to put my motherfucking money on it, I'd probably have to take Kamaru Usman just for that. I, I just, you know, damn, that fight that he had against Kobe Covington was a fucking war. I just watched that again the other night. That shit was. They were both eating shots. Kamaru Usman was hurt throughout that fight, too. Kobe was landing bombs. But Kamaru Usman's, like, into that third round, every shot he landed on Kobe started, you could see, visibly hurt Kobe Covington. He was trying to shake him off, trying to keep that poker face. The body shots were eating him, eating him. He, he was trying to, you know, keep a straight face, but Kobe was having trouble. He was getting shook with every one of those hammers that Kamaru was throwing. Kamaru ain't slick. His, his footwork ain't slick, but he fights both stances, and they both look good. Uh, he can fight southpaw, and he can and he can fight orthodox. Um, now, there isn't any tricky, you know, footwork going on. There's no tricky head movements or anything like that, but he throws, and, and it's not anything slick. But they're straight, clean punches, and they're powerful. And he has that wrestling game. So I pr I'm pretty sure he's going to probably come out and look to work some takedowns. Gas Jorge out, take him down. If I'm if I'm in his corner, I fuck it. Let's stand a little bit with him. You know, get get some of those stiff jabs out there. Maybe throw a couple left hands. You know, come out in the southpaw stance, and then we're gonna get we're gonna work our way into the ground. We don't want to telegraph any takedowns and get some Ben Askren knee to the fucking face. We're not gonna telegraph that shit. We're gonna work our hands into those takedowns. Don't put him up against the cage. Uh, grind him like we did Woodley. Get him down to the ground. Make him work his way up. Get him back down. Take him back to the ground. Let him work his way back up if he can. Uh, and that's what you're going to do to Jorge Masvidal. Jorge's got to come out and dance. He's got to dance. He's going to pepper that jab. He's, he's got the straight, stiff, clean-ass jab you'll ever see. Calvin Cater type type jab, if you've seen that motherfucker fight recently. Uh, he's got he's got that uh, GSP-type jab. I mean, it, it's a game-changing jab. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, you know, doubling up. Go look at him in those backyard fights. He's using that fucking jab. Um, so... 
you know, he's going to have to be tricky. He's going to have to switch up those stances. He's going to have to find those 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 uh, unorthodox type of entries into the pocket against Kamaru Usman, where he switched stepping like he did, did against uh, Darren Till, um, and then leading with that lead hook uh, that he turns that he switches into. I think if he pushes the pace a little bit, he's got to get Kamaru Usman out of there early. And I think he can land a series of punches that kind of put that into, into effect. I'm going to have to say Jorge Masvidal. Early round three, TKO. That's what I'm going to say. That's, all, that's what I'm going to say. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 2. Just watched this fight again last night or the night before. Days running into each other, motherfuckers. We got pandemics. We got, we got protests. We got fucking... All sorts of shit. No sports. I mean, who, who, who the fuck knows, you know, what day it is. I was like, it's fucking middle of July already? What the hell? Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway. I thought oh, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, I remember watching it live. I thought he had it 4-1. to one. The last round was was uh, Max Holloway for sure. But late in that fourth round and, and, and midway through that fourth round, Max was starting to land shots. Now, I don't know if it was Volkanovski, you know, taking the foot off the gas and trying to felt like he was already up 3-0, maybe 4-0 going into that fifth. 3-1 um, going into that fifth. I don't know if he started to take the foot off the gas and just wanted to sail and not, make, not take any, you know, like unnecessary risks. The leg kicks were a big factor early in the fight. Alexander Volkanovski was landing a lot of leg kicks. Max Holloway, again, telling you guys, you got to have a plan for the motherfucking leg kicks. If you don't, it's, you're going to have it's going to have a bad time. Like South Park on that, that skiing episode. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad fucking time if you don't have any way to check those leg kicks. The low calf kicks, the high thigh kicks, it don't fucking matter. Inside, outside, Volkanovski was landing them all. Orthodox, Southpaw, he was landing on both legs. Max is a switch-up type fighter, um, you, you know, also, but he likes to switch in the middle of combinations. I don't think he really likes to lead so much from the, from the uh, uh, orthodox position, I mean, from the south, southpaw position as much as he likes to switch into it while he's already throwing combinations. Uh, Max Holloway, but he, he started showing some, some good, uh, this is a toss-up fight. I'm going to go, you know, Max, you know, not having a full camp with nobody training with nobody. This dude was doing uh, a Zoom meetings for, for training and, and training on his own. He was basically in the Thunderdome. He basically set up a Thunderdome as pad and was in his motherfucking garage hitting, hitting uh, bags and shit like I do every goddamn day. That's what this dude was doing uh, to train for this fight. Now, we'll see. You know, I don't know what Volkanovski, it's a whole different ball game in Australia. They didn't fuck around and tiddlywink and, and, and have this fucking president who said it didn't exist and all this shit. They got it dealt with. So this guy's been training. He's chilling over there. So I'm going to go Volkanovski for that. I think this dude's going to be ready. Uh, he's got to come back, bring those leg kicks in there. He's got to find ways to get back into the pocket and land some, you know, shots. He's got to come in looking like uh, uh, like Josh Emmett did against Shane Burgos. The way, he, you know, he sat down on those punches and got in the face of Shane Burgos. Uh, he kind of has a similar type style. Can you imagine uh, Josh Emmett versus Volkanovski? Woo, damn. That would be a hell of a fight. But, uh, you know... Max Holloway, you know, losing, has he lost two in a row now? He lost to Poirier, and then he lost this fight. I think maybe he's lost two in a row. He lose two in a row? Uh, something like that. I don't know if he got a win in between those, but, uh, you know, could he lose three in a row? Max Holloway, that, that would be fucking crazy. Peter Jan, Petr Lian versus Jose Aldo. This is a fucking burner, too. Um, I don't know that Jose Aldo, you know, deserved a title shot, you know, after losing to Marlon Moraes. I know he, you know, kind of won that fight. He should have got the decision on that. Peter Jan's a motherfucker. We're going to see just how much of a motherfucker he is on this one. He beat, uh, last time we saw him, who did he beat? The California kid Uriah Faber beat his ass. Beat his ass. Put him up on that koala station. Pattered his motherfucking ass. 
changed the motherfuckers' diapers real quick, real good. Uh, was just, you know, and listen, Faber's, you know, 40-something, but Faber was coming off of a real quick win, off of his little comeback. He was feeling himself, and Faber's still a real good fighter. Still real athletic, even though he's in his early 40s. You know, still a tough dude, but Peter Yan tooled him. I'm gonna go Peter Yan, just a younger, less mileage on him, quicker, uh, you know, a type of style that's gonna give Aldo kind of problems, you know, like Max Holloway did, you know, with the switching stances. He's not long like, like Max Holloway, though. He's not gonna be able to control the distance like that. He's, have to, he's gonna have to step into the fire against Aldo. Aldo's gotta bring back the leg kicks. He's gotta bring back kicking. Now, that was his big, that was his biggest weapon back in the day. Those nasty fucking leg kicks. Him, him and Hen and Burrell with those nasty fucking leg kicks. These dudes were were, were mur murdering people. Um, he's got, and since then he's you know kind of you know gotten just just the boxing. He needs to switch that up. He needs to get. He needs. I don't know if he's hurt. If he's got hip problems or knee problems or something that he's not. He can't throw kicks. Maybe his shins are soft now. You know. I mean, after you know banging him and banging him. You know, maybe he's got soft spots on him or or, or something. Uh, or they just can't take any more damage. I don't know. Could uh, it could be any of that? But Jose Aldo's got to get those leg kicks in there and work his hands uh, and just be Jose Aldo. But I'm gonna take Peter Yan on that shit. Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. Give me Rose Namajunas. She was beating that ass. Uh, the first time they fought until she got lazy with these takedowns. Uh, she decided she didn't need to defend. Uh, double underhooks got picked up, dropped on her motherfucking head, and, and Jessica Andrade won, uh, you know, won the belt for about 15 seconds. She had the belt for about 15 seconds before um, uh, what's, uh, Zhang Wei Li came in and, and, and smashed her in under a minute. Uh, Jessica Andrade, I can't remember if she's fought since then. I'm pretty sure she did. I'm not going to look into it either. Give me Rose Namajunas. I think she's going to dominate. Paige Van Zant versus Amanda Rebos. Paige Van Zant out here talking about she's like, she, she deserves top money. She sounded like Dak Prescott. She's the Dak Prescott of, of the UFC talking about she, she deserves top money. Listen, everybody deserves more money. I agree with that shit for sure. Everybody in the UFC. They should have like, too bad they'll never be able to unionize. They've tried it many times. The fighters can never get it together. But, you know, you should have like a minimum of 50 grand to step in that bitch. 50 grand to, to show, 50 grand to win. Some, you know, winners making 100 grand to fight. That's, that's good. You know, that, at least that's something. You know, 50 grand, you fight three times, you can make a decent living, you know, 100 150 grand a year, you know, after taxes, 75, 80 grand, maybe you go home with. That, that at least, is better than most people are, are, are fucking making. And you don't got to punch a fucking clock. Uh, but Paige Van Zandt out here with that Dak shit, talking about she wants my home's money and shit, talking about she deserves all the, nah, the fuck, because she was on Dancing with the Stars, and she's like, I made more money. I'm sure you did make more money on Dancing with the Stars than you did in your entire M MMA career, but you ain't that. You ain't that, you ain't that dude. You, uh, that, that lady, my bad. You ain't that lady. You, you know, you got that one little switch step kick against homegirl from Australia. Whatever, shit was cute. Give me Amanda Rebos to whoop your motherfucking ass. And you can take your ass to Bellator. Uh, you, they can give you all the money you think you deserve or whatever the fuck. Maybe you go down. You, you take your ass to 1FC. Go fight some of those ladies in the jungle out there in, in, in the fucking, in, in the Viet, uh, Vietnam and shit, in, the, in the, the fucking woods of Sri Lanka and shit. Go, go if you really want to get gully, you really want to get brolic. Paige Van Zandt, take your ass to 1FC. Get your ass up in there and let's see how long that motherfucking ass lasts. You'll be coming back. You'll be riding a, 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 a motherfucking tsunami wave back here. Trust me on that shit. Give me Amanda Rebosh. She's a bad little bitch. I've seen her a, a few times. Uh, I mean, bitch, Betty, in, 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 in all respects. Uh, bad little Betty, too. Um, but uh, give me Amanda Rebosh just because... Uh, yeah, fuck Paige Van Zandt. You know, what, what the fuck? 
her 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 boyfriend though is a bad motherfucker. He's he's one of the baddest fucking jujitsu guys in, in in the world. And I would never ever ever in my motherfucking life say any kind of shit like that to his motherfucking face. Uh, anyways, uh, Vulcan Uzdemir's fighting on this shit too. Um, I don't know who the fuck he's fighting. The guy he's fighting doesn't even have a, a, a fucking picture. Um, give me Vulcan Uz, uh, Uzdemir then. Uh, Leonardo Santos. Okay, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's what we got going on uh, in the world of the UFC. Um, like I said, Khabib's dad. You know that shit fucking sucks. Um, you know, so hopefully he'll be back fighting real soon. But uh, we got a big fucking card this weekend, homies. This is gonna be on Fight Island. That shit is that, that shit is looking dope. Like I said, that's they're on some Tekken shit. Dana White is on some Tekken shit. Um, it, it, it's gonna be pretty pretty fly. What else do we got? What else in the world uh, changing world that we got? Uh, we got some NFL shit going on. If you haven't seen, Patrick Mahomes got that fucking got that fucking Mike Trout money. He got Mike Trout money. Uh, $450 million for 10 years, $45 million a year. The shit that Dak's asking for, basically. Dak, Dak was asking for $40, $45 million a year. He's out of his damn mind. Uh, but 10 years, I don't know about 10 years. I don't know about signing anybody for 10 years. Nobody is ever going to learn from my angels and when they signed Albert Pujols to a 10-year contract. You're never going to learn from that. Albert Pujols was never the same player he was when he left the Cardinals. Not even the first, you know, three, you know, two, three years as an angel. Sign him to a five-year contract. Change some shit up after that. Four to five years at a time. You do the ten years, man. This dude could get hurt, and they still they owe this guy guaranteed money two years, two seasons before he's supposed to get the guaranteed money. It, it's crazy. It's some weird shit. Like if he reaches next year, he gets two years guaranteed money, or or something. It, it's crazy. They're gonna if this dude gets hurt, he falls off a cliff somehow. Uh, throws his arm out he's already had a dislocated knee i mean anything happens to this dude they're gonna be in it for a decade five six seven eight years of having to pay this dude like this dude's gonna be a, a, against a contract against the, the 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 salary like 60 million dollars one year imagine that who the fuck what the fuck are they gonna have out there they got a fucking solid squad right now everybody's paid up it ain't always going to be like that. It's going to be tough to compete when you got to pay a dude that much money. And that's why that's why Jerry Jones ain't paying Dak that kind of money. Not on, on top of that, Dak ain't no fucking Mac, uh, Patrick Mahomes. This dude this dude been in the year the league three years, sat one entire year. His second year, his real first year, he should have been in the fucking Super Bowl. Except homeboy lined up off sides or they would have been in the Super Bowl two years in a row. His first two years as a starting quarterback. And he won one of them. Already. Dak, Dak won one playoff game and got his ass motherfucking ate by the Rams, the same Ram, Rams who last year we beat 44-17. to 17. Came out getting our asses kicked down 21 to nothing or some shit in that game. Game over in a playoff game. You ain't getting that money, dog. You should have taken your 35, 36 million a year and, and, and fucking thanked everybody. Thanked everybody. But this dude, Patrick Mahomes, is, is paid up, caked up, even if he only gets half of that. Say he never gets to even close to the end of the contract. 200 mil in the bank? Good Lord. What, what are you going to do with all that? How could you need anybody's like, oh, he could have, you know, he could have made, you know, this much. He could have made. I think with incentives and shit, they were, they were saying this could get upwards if he actually did the whole life of the contract, $503 million. Half a bill. God damn. But even if you get half of that, 
that's 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 generation changing money. No nobody ever uh, 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 you know the future. Whoever pops out of that fucking nutsack, your kids that pop out of that motherfucking nutsack someday, their kids who pop out of their motherfucking nutsack and their kids, they're all taken care of. Everybody, everybody's nuts for generations are being taken care of with this kind of money. It's crazy. A little seeds gonna be growing all over the place, fucking draped up and caked up. God damn, Mahomes. He's worth it too, god damn it. Dude's the baddest motherfucker I've seen. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Redskins, you're gonna have to change your motherfucking name, dude. You're gonna have to change your goddamn name. Um, you know, they're talking about the Indians too. I, did, I don't know if the Indians, you know. Here's the, here's the thing about the name Indian. Indian. Uh, I'm gonna kick a little bit of knowledge to you, which I've read of. Yo, simmer the motherfuck down, quadruple champ, quad champ, C4. It's wilding over here. The term Indian comes from because uh, that that dumb motherfucker. Um, and I'm Spanish. I'm half Spanish, so you know, uh, you know, my 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 ancestry traces through Spain. You know, famous Spaniard, uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, rape and pillage his way across uh, what he thought. Well, what was uh, uh, the Indies? Thought he was clear across the other side of the world, the West Indies, where he fucking landed. So he started calling these people that he saw Indians. That's where they got the name Indians, because he thought he was in the Indies. That's where the name Indian came from, but they're actually native, so, you know, you could look at this, and, but he was actually in a, what became America, I guess, which I think Vikings and some other people had already found, you know, already discovered many, many, you know, years ago. Before that, who knows? But anyways, that's where the term came from. So I, my whole life, I didn't know that Indian was a, a derogatory type name. It's still kind of debatable if it is or not. They're not technically Indians because that's why you know you have. They always say you know, pardon me, but they say dot Indian versus Wolo Indian. That's where all that came from. We used to always say that shit. We don't say that shit no more because you get canceled like that. But that's what they would always say. But that's why because they he was basically thinking they were some from the same part you know a part a region of the world at the time um so you know but redskin the term redskin is is 100 percent derogatory it's like calling somebody a cracker or something like that that's what they called these dudes that they were killing they called them redskins when they would they would fucking fuck them up you know the uh, the the white people would fuck them up they called them redskins that's what they were it's like calling you know uh Calling uh, part of, we're just you we're just we're just saying these words we're just you know we're not using them we're just saying them uh, you know context in Vietnam they called the the people they were fighting gooks that's what they fucking called them um, krauts the Germans were krauts well these these were redskins and so it was a hundred percent derogatory name whereas you know like the Braves is more of a I would think it's like a pray, paying homage the Chiefs for example is you're paying homage to them you're using what you know what they consider a commander or the the leader of their tribe you're you're paying homage to that whereas the name Redskin is just a fucking derogatory name now is it equivalent to the N word to a black person probably more along that line uh, so uh, getting rid of that shit okay you know whatever I'm I'm cool you know the Cowboys we, we've how, much, how many more times can we beat the motherfucking Redskins asses anyways? We need some, we need some, uh, uh, a new color. We need a new name to beat the dog shit out of every motherfucking year, twice a year. So I'm, I'm good with that. Um, they saying that Dan Snyder and, 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 and um, 
the new head coach Rivera are, are, are coming up with names. If you're leaving those two dweebs, those two motherfuckers to come up with the name, now nah, give that to the city. Let the city vote on that shit. Let them throw out some fucking names. Get them involved. Get your fucking fans involved in this shit. These, this old fucking dude and this racist-ass motherfucker uh, that inherited the team from a racist-ass motherfucker, uh, you want them to come up with the motherfucking names? They're going to, come on, man. They're going to they're gonna come up with some more fucking racist fucking name. Uh, but, you know, nah, Rivera ain't like that, but still, you know what I'm saying, I'm just talking shit, uh, don't come out with some corny shit, don't come out with, don't change your name to the Pelicans, motherfucking Pelicans, fuck, man, they changed from the Hornets to the Pelicans, I was like, the Pelican, the fuck is a Pelican, I've warmed up to it over the years, but don't do some shit like that. You know, Cowboys versus the Pelicans, that ain't gonna fucking work, homies. Don't don't be coming out with your state bird and shit like that. Uh, but but get away from that Redskins shit, man. And, and, and Cowboy Nation, we, we ready to beat the dog shit out of some uh, some new fucking logos. Some new uniforms. It's, it's, it's all good. We are on board with all that shit. Um, NBA, it ain't happening. It ain't happening, homies. I'm telling you, man. I, the more I think about the NBA, I, the more, you know, these teams are shutting down. More Two more teams shut down their facilities this past week. Um, you know, you, you know, get two or three people on a basketball team with it. That's it. That's a wrap, son. You're only, you're only traveling with like 10 guys. I think 10 guys on the fucking roster. Um, you get 30% of the roster with a fucking, is that right? Let me do my math. Thirds. Well, I'm going to go with 30%, homeboys, of the roster having that shit. You know, the chances are good that everybody's going to have that shit, even if you're in a bubble. Oh. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't even got a good outlook for the, for the NFL season now at this point. I don't know. I don't think that they're going to be able to finish it if they can even start it. They're not going to be able to go into a bubble. They have huge teams. They travel with like 52 guys, 53 guys on a roster, plus all the coaches, all the coaches' coaches, all, all, all the, uh, the people that, that tape the nuts uh, and, and ankles and wrists and all that shit, all, all those people, man. All those people got to come to the, the physicians. I don't know how you can make it. Too many teams and too many random schedules and shit. There's no way you can you can make a bubble and have all the teams playing that. It's just it's it's too crazy. It's too crazy. So I don't know if the NFL is probably doomed this season also, but I don't know. I don't see the NBA season starting for some reason, man. I think you know a lot of these players are you know voicing their opinion that they don't even really want to play, but they kind of feel like they're forced to play. You know I I don't know nothing about that. I'd go out there. I'd be making money. I'd be telling the Ole, listen. I'll tell you guys like this. If it's just about the accommodations. If you're truly, genuinely worried about catching the virus, okay, I got, I got nothing against that. Nobody fucking wants that shit. Whether we can kick its ass, we're young, healthy individuals, you still don't want to take your chances. You don't want that shit. Fuck that. This ain't Alabama University where these fuckheads are doing uh, COVID parties to see who can catch the fucking COVID virus. That's, that's what... These motherfuckers are getting jobs over people, too. They're coming out with a fucking worthless-ass degree. They spent their fucking time having COVID-19 parties to see who could catch it first to win a fucking pot. To win the pot like it was, like it was a fucking uh, a poker game, these motherfuckers. They're coming out with a degree and getting jobs over people who've been in the industry that they're entering for decades putting in fucking work and these fucking morons just because they have a fucking piece of paper because their fucking parents could afford to send them to a, 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 a shitty ass fucking college like Alabama. Fuck Alabama. Fuck that motherfucking place. Fuck you Nick Saban. You didn't have nothing to do with this shit. I don't give a fuck. Y'all catching strays. But anyways, I'm just saying these motherfuckers get these worthless ass fucking uh, 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 pieces of paper uh, for, for, for fucking Bettys in their dorm room. Shoving shit up their asses, having COVID-19 parties for four years, and, and, and they get all the jobs because they could afford to, you know, party for four fucking years. This shit ain't right. 
I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that Alabama shit anyways. All right, I'm back. I literally had to go back and find what the hell I was talking about. I'm stoned, homies. I'm super stoned. Anyways, what I was getting at is nobody wants that shit. So if if, if you're you're real uh, scared about getting the, 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 the virus, I'm cool. But, you know, if it's just because you don't want to be locked in a bubble and you don't want to see your family for three months, which, listen, after 64 days, all but four teams will be home. So you're talking about a little over two months. Let me tell you something, motherfuckers. Let me tell y'all something. And you're getting paid your, your salary. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars over, over the next several, you know, weeks. Uh, who knows? I'm sure some people are going to be in the millions, especially if they make it all the way to the finals and shit like that. You know, the, young, the dudes that aren't making much, they need those paychecks. Um, so on top of being paid really well, uh, my, my pops was in the military. Uh, for, for 30 years. He, he retired after 30 motherfucking years, got into West Point, uh, decided to just enlist and not go to, uh, to West Point for four years, which was the biggest, stupidest motherfucking mistake you could ever make. Lest I digress. Um, my pops went away about every year, every other year or so, for about six to eight months on the USS Constellation on, on, on a huge aircraft carrier around the world on fucking uh, on, uh, deployments. To the, to the Middle East, he, he, he was involved in the Middle East, uh, the Gulf War uh, in the early 90s and shit. Uh, he, would go, he would be gone for literally six, six months sometimes, eight months other times. Missed entire parts, huge sections of mine and my brother's life. Uh, my mom basically had at times to raise us uh, solo, solo dolo uh, on that Kid Cudi shit. Um, and, and we didn't have the internet back then. We didn't have Zoom. We didn't have FaceTime. We didn't have none of that. You know how we communicated? We communicated on written letters. I would get like one letter a month, and I would write mine, and by the time it would get to him in the Middle East, it would be a month later by the time he would get it. Only when they pulled into port, and sometimes when they pulled into port, would we get a phone call from a payphone in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you had to be there. You had to know exactly when he was going to call because, you know, there weren't even answering machines right back then. I guess later on there were answering machines, but we'd sit around and wait for our dad to call. And that's the only way we could talk to him for six to eight months. There's people whose family in the military are gone right now in the fucking middle of Iraq for a year, doing year bids, coming home, hanging out for a couple months, and going back for another year. These dudes don't have fucking Disney World out there. My pops wasn't on Disney World. I've been on the USS Constellation. I did a week-long tour on that shit. It's tiny. It's like being on, on a submarine. You're fucking claustrophobic. Your shit's moving around. You're sliding across the fucking room. Shit ain't sweet, homies. It's actually quite bitter. When you're in the military, there's people who've got to go on long, you know, uh, everyday people who've got to go on long. My dude, homie, calm down over here, son. I'll get you on the mic here in a minute. But there's dudes, you know, got to go on business trips for weeks at a time. I mean, this is this is nothing. If you just bitching about the uh, about the what they got in the buffet at the kitchen at the, at Mickey Mouse's kitchen there for you, you you complaining about you know not being able to see your parents. I get it. You, everybody wants to see their kids all the time. But there's people who can't do that and don't have half that shit. You in you in a luxurious, huge fucking bubble. All the amenities you could ever want for two months. You can handle that. If you're not worried about COVID-19, if that's not your fucking hold up, get your motherfucking ass out, out there and shut the fuck up. That's all I got to say on that shit. Uh, what else do we got? The fucking, damn, we already 50 minutes into this shit. I, I, um, Karens. Let's talk about these Karens. These, these bitches. What do we do, man? These bitches, we got these grown-ass women. There's an epidemic. 
there's a pandemic of, of I actually just I, I only see this in, in a fucking America white ladies privileged white ladies out there you know fucking uh, scrubbing the streets clean of Black Lives Matter stuff screaming about not wanting to wear masks these bitches are literally grown ass women uh, uh, throwing tantrums in public like children and think about this they probably have children so you have children raising future children you have children raising children giant children these fucking women are out here they can act like this in public what the fuck they do behind closed doors if think about this you can be incited to rage because somebody asked you to wear a mask in public it can make you that angry that you're screaming and yelling and spitting on people in public imagine how good your life has to be that the only thing you could find to be that passionate about is somebody telling you to wear a fucking mask this lady the other day i saw some i gotta get off instagram i i, I can't take all these fucking uh, uh uh fucking karen videos man this lady was mad yelling at the workers at target because they were selling masks at target because they were selling masks like it was their fucking idea like they own target like like giving people a common courtesy. That's all it is. It's like covering your mouth when you cough or sneeze in public. That's all it is. You only cover your mouth. You don't give a fuck if you're at home. You ain't covering your motherfucking mouth. There's nobody around. You do it in public because it's a common courtesy. That's all you're doing. You're just being common, courteous to the common person around you when you're out in public. I was out in public with the, with the quadruple champ and the old lady this past weekend. We wearing our masks. Everybody else wasn't. Now nah, my kid can't. He's he's under two year two years old. They don't wear masks for health reasons. Plus they don't make masks that fit. He'll just rip the fucking thing off. Um, but me and my old lady were, and there were plenty of people around without it. And they're just dicks. They're just people. I get it. If you don't believe in it, you don't think it helps. I, I could probably even be swayed to believe that. I don't know how much it helps either. But it's just a common courtesy. It's just not being a dickhead. That's all it is. And 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 to be burdened so much that you can be driven to, to, to that kind of rage incited to that kind of rage shows just how easy and just how privileged your life really is, is that's the only thing that you could feel that passionate about I'm sure she ain't over there fucking you know uh, 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 doing anything worth a damn in her private life with any that kind of vigor I can, try, I can promise you that shit you ever heard of this shit no shoes, no shirt, no motherfucking service, we reserve the right to, to to deny anybody service. You see that shit on Quickie Marts, on, on, on motherfucking Trader Joe's, on, 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 on you know gas stations. They can refuse. They have the right to refuse you service for any fucking reason. If you don't have a shirt, you don't have uh, uh, some shoes on, you can't come in this bitch. Now you add no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no motherfucking service. They can refuse to offer uh, to give you service. They can kick you the motherfuck out if you don't want to follow the rules. And guess what? You dumb little cunts that might be the only the second c-bomb ever dropped on the whiskey sick podcast you dumb little cunts stay ass home you don't have to go to world market you don't got to go to walmart you don't got to go order that shit online Send somebody else to do your motherfucking grocery shopping send your fucking maid your butler whoever the fuck you got you fucking out here talking about you pissed off because somebody's asking you to wear a fucking mask in public during a pandemic? Imagine being at, being told where you could drink water from. What fountain you could be, uh, drink water from. Imagine being told what bathrooms you could use. 
Imagine being told where you can sit on a motherfucking bus. That was reality. You ever heard of the Jim Crow laws and segregation? Where we told black people what water fountains they could drink from? Where they could sit in a diner? What diners they could go to? Where they could sit on a motherfucking bus? They were being told that. And you're out here throwing a fucking tantrum because you're being told to wear a fucking mask during an, uh, a fucking pandemic? You dumb, privileged little cunt you. Eat a mother, eat all the motherfucking dick ups till you hiccup, you dumbass bitches. The only way we're going to stop this pandemic, which I think is worse than the COVID pandemic, is this Karen pandemic, is to start duffing these bitches out. Now, I've told y'all before, violence is most definitely sometimes the answer. I'm not talking about shooting a motherfucker. I'm not talking about even even stomping a bitch to death. Punch her in the motherfucking face and let the chips fall where they may. Until we start duffing these dumb bitches out. If they want to get in your kid's face and start spitting on you. If they want to get in your face and, and, and fucking start talking shit. Headbutt that bitch across the bridge of her motherfucking nose. Grab her in that fucking, uh, that fucking uh, spider Sil Anderson Silva tie clinch that he had on, on, on fucking... Uh, uh, who was that mother? Rich Franklin. Start kneeing him in the motherfucking face. See if they want to go in the public again, much less without a motherfucking mask. You got to start duffing these motherfuckers out. You got to show them that there is consequences to your motherfucking actions. There's freedom of speech. We ain't arresting you. We ain't detaining you. But there are consequences. It's not freedom of consequences when it comes to freedom of speech. You get duffed the fuck out. All you little white ladies dropping the M-bombs and doing all this fucking racist shit out here and the whining and all that shit, you get duffed out. That's it. And you don't got to stomp on them. You don't got to do the, 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 the Dan Henderson um, flying fucking uh, punch that he landed on, on Michael Bisbing after Michael Bisbing was knocked fucking dead. You remember that? He knocked Michael Bisbing the fuck out and then he leaped in the air and gave him one fucking nasty one after he was already out. You don't got to do that. Just sleep him real quick. You could even go get some fucking... Go, go requisition something from the, uh, ask the manager, can I go requisition uh, from the from the bed, bath, and beyond department over here? Can I get a blanket and tuck this little Betty ass in right here? Get her a little fucking pillow, prop up under her head till she comes back to us? Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. We'll just we'll, we'll requisition that. We'll be fine. We'll just write that off at the end of the year. We'll make sure we note that for our inventory. That's how you're going to have to handle these motherfucking Karens. You can't let them keep running amok and shit. It can't fucking happen anymore. And you dumbass motherfucking little... All these little fucking celebrities out here making their little videos talking about apologizing. They got these dumbass... These other dumbass bitches apologizing for, for doing voices of cartoons that were black people. Like the lady or uh, the person... The white dude who did the, the, the voice of Cleveland on... on, on, uh, on what, what is that shit? Um, on the Cleveland show, but he's also in that other uh, other fucking one that that steals from South Park all the time. Family Guy. There's another lady who did a who did the voice of a, a, a I forget a Jackman Joeman Jack or some fucking cartoon. She was doing some uh, I don't know. So I think it was a black girl. She was doing. She's a white lady doing a black girl's voice. The, the fucking the show's been over for a while. It's just showing reruns and shit. And they're apologizing for doing the voices of black people. You think they give a fuck? Do you think I knew that fucking Bart Simpson was played by a woman? 
I had no idea until I was like in high school. I was like, oh shit, a woman that nobody knew who the fuck you were or give a fuck that you did the fucking voice of this stupid ass uh, 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 cartoon character. You think that's what this is all about? You think black people are out here getting ran over in the middle of the fucking street protesting you doing a fucking cartoon that nobody gave a fuck about in the first place doing the voice of a, of a, a dark skinned person? You think that's going to make a fucking difference? How about this? You really sorry? Give your paychecks back. All the money you made from doing those little voices and shit, if you're really so ashamed, give that shit back. Matter of fact, go put that shit into, the, in, in, into a cause for social justice then. If you're so ashamed, give them ducats back then. The fuck you talking about? I'm sorry I did the fucking voice of Cleveland. Nobody gives a fuck. You think anybody cared? Because you got people doing voices of fucking dogs. Are they disrespecting dogs? Is PETA going to come after them? You think PETA's coming after people who are doing the, the fucking voices of the puppy dog pals? You think they fucking pissed off? They out here fucking uh, protesting shit? The fuck out of here. You ain't doing shit. You're just trying to get your motherfucking face out there. Fucking leeches. Piggybacking off of this shit. Trying to get that, that virtue, that virtue signaling ass bullshit. Those fucking Instagram followers. Look how, look how woke I am. I'm so woke. I'm sorry I did a cartoon voice. Get the fuck out of here, you dumbass motherfuckers. Nobody gives a fuck about Aunt Jemima on the front. They ain't giving a fuck about that. What they give a fuck about is you ripping Aunt Jemima the fuck off, though. Holding out billions of dollars from her family estate, from her, from using her, her images, her likeness, that you promised to fucking pay her. That shit I'm pretty sure that they're fucking pissed off about. Not that you used it. They don't give a fuck. You think they're out here fighting because Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are on the cover of, of, of shit? No. What does that do? What, what did that change? It didn't change anything. They want real motherfucking change. People want real motherfucking change. And I got whole lots more. We can, go in, we can go into everything, but I'm already an hour deep, and I'm just getting warmed up. I'm going I'm to I'm have to simmer down now, but... Anyways, that, that's, you know, that's just a little bit of what's going on. We still, we'll, we'll talk some more. I'm going to try to get on here a little more often. I keep saying that, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get up on here a little more often. Kick as much nonsense. And listen, I don't got everything figured out. I got nothing figured out. You know? I just read. I, I like to read. I told y'all homies, I've been, I, you know, I got, I got the fucking, I got great shit going on. I, I got to do something. I got to kick y'all into some knowledge of, of reading, homies. I, I got fucking... I'm about to finish the Dune series. I'm about to get into the, uh, the, the, the Foundation series, which is basically uh, what Tolkien was to, to fantasy world, is, is what Isaac Asimov is to science fiction. Oh, oh, I can go nerd on you, homies. I can go nerd on you. We can talk Wheel of Time fantasy novels. We can do... Well, fuck out. We got Dan Simmons, the second, second greatest novelist of all time, second only to Stephen King, who I've read every single book from. Every single one, motherfuckers. But I read a lot. So, you know, I try to figure things out. I don't got it all figured out. I could be fucking wild and off on all this shit. I fucking, who knows? Y'all should probably standing up right now fucking, you know, throwing dog shit at the motherfucking speakers and shit while I'm talking for all I, I know. I, I, I don't know. Um, but listen, all I'm going to say is if you take one thing away from this, this, this uh, podcast here today is, just, is you know, do, do, your, do your country, do your country service. Do your country a service and knock a Karen with the motherfucker out today. Don't wait for tomorrow when you can do today and knock a motherfucking Karen out and, and, and be do the patriotic thing and knock a motherfucking Karen out. All you ladies out there, knock a motherfucking Karen out. 
Bring the claws out. Fuck these dumbass bitches. Hey, we gotta raise them. Remember what they used to say back in the day, if you ain't gonna raise your kids, society will. Well, you got these grown-ass children out, out wilding out in the middle of public, then society's gonna have to raise these motherfuckers. And where I come from, we got raised by the school of hard motherfucking knocks. Knuckling up. Middle of the street type shit. In the sandlot type shit. Dust each other off at the end of the day and share a fucking soda pop. That's the kind of shit we got down on. That's it, motherfuckers. What do you want from me? I got the, I got the quadruple champ over here. You've heard him this whole time. He's wilding out. He, he's literally still working out. Now he's throwing shit. Ambidextrous. Throws both arms. Both. Um, he's going to be the first quadruple champion in the UFC. And he might be the first pitcher for the Angels. And he might be the first pitcher to throw from both sides of the mound. At the same time. This dude's going to be in the middle uh, of a batter and switch over and throw left-handed. And then switch back to right-handed. He's going to fuck up the game, homies. I'm just telling He might be the, uh, the next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. We ain't going to hold that. We ain't going to hold uh, you know, gun to Jerry's head and try to, try to run his pockets and shit. You give us 100 mil, we'll be good. We'll shut the fuck up. He's gonna, he can drop back like on some Steve Young shit one time and then drop back on, 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 on some fucking Brady shit the next time. And just fuck up the whole league. That's what we're coming on. That's the next, that's the next step from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is, is, is we need an ambidextrous quarterback who can drop back left-handed, who can drop back right-handed. That's what we're coming with. It's the next level thinking that we're coming with right here. We're, we're working, we're training. Uh, but me and the Triple Champ, we're going to go. We got some shit to do here. Well, we're about to get our workouts in. Uh, homie, stay safe. Wear your motherfucking mask. Don't be a dickhead. I get it if you don't think it works or whatever that. It's just stupid and you don't believe in any of this shit. I, whatever. It's just a common courtesy. It's just not being a dick. It's just being, hey, I give a fuck about y'all. You give a fuck about me. Let's give a fuck about people, man. That's all we got to do, man. Why, why do people want to hate so much? Hate is so, it takes so much energy. I get on here on Instagram. I don't even like being on Instagram anymore. It's so much fucking hate. It's so draining. It, it makes me real worried to, to raise a kid and my old lady wants another one and I don't know. And it's like, man, I didn't even, I don't know if I, we did the right thing bringing uh, one into this, this fucking ugly ass world, man. Spread some motherfucking love. You're like, Moody, you just spent an hour and five minutes hating on a motherfucking podcast on everything you did. I get it, but this is just friendly hate. This is just shit talking. This is just banter. When I get out in the public and the people, you know, come up to me for autographs and they be talk, tell me about their favorite Whiskey Sick podcast moments. They be talking, they be reciting my lyrics and shit from all my dope-ass rhymes. You know, I be kissing babies. I, you know, I, I, you know I, be, I be spreading love. That's how I do it. Anyways, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, get your ass on on iTunes and rate this shit. Come on, give me give me give me some five mics. If it's not if you don't think it's five mic worthy, then stay your ass away from the rating system. Tell your homies to tell the motherfucking homies. Let's keep this shit fucking going. Uh, Whiskey Sick Podcast, Seth Gecko, aka Moody Hank, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Never let them see tomorrow. Leave the homies full of grief and sorrow. Never clean the bank of all. Let 
waste Never leaves room, it sits and waits In the dark level bloom, there's no better place for hate to hide Right up in your face and try to rock, cause what it takes to fly You got it and I never had it, whoa Got paddles ain't deep enough to roll You reach the top, you keep it on the low The sun is down, the weeds gotta grow Life's a trip, better bring a carry-on And a pair of strong arms, you could better carry on What your future holds when I'm very gone Every wrong, there's a fall You can try to write it, but they'll probably never read it So you pocket, there you leave it, say it's forgotten Till the season changes, autumn and the leaves that hang a rotten in the breeze They swing back and forth, but never think they'll fall Bring them all, every single flaw, wear them like a badge This is who you are, they can have the world, you can choose a star Gonna be a daddy, homie, new cigar Pushing our luck, our luck. Take a look around, read the letters on the wall. When the only way is down, call you legend to the fall. Father, son, living on the run, just a modern day love story, living by the gun. Father, son, staying on the run, just a modern day outlaws, fading with the sun. We some trailblazers kicking up dust, Woo! just a couple hell rangers pushing our luck, our luck. Take a look around, read the letters on the wall. When the only way is down, call you legend to the fall. I love you from the bottom, not a problem. Got the top down, you with a shotgun, with a stops now. Pull them out, southbound, pulling route lock. Round the corner, lies forever. We've been headed ever since we met, and it was evident. No better prayer ever said. However, read together, meant to be until the end is left. We took a right and never held our breath. Then booked the flight and never settled. Guess the hell with that. Half past eight, time to celebrate. Put one in the air, time to elevate. Never let you down, watch you levitate. Let them think you drown, then you dedicate. The time it takes to rise and the breath you take. Just when you break the surface and you look them in the eyes, got them. Took them by surprise, leave them shook against the skies. Recognize with a mask on, I'm looking from a glass, but I'm bowed down through the cracks. When they hope is slipping through, it's just the two of us without a dollar thing and shit to lose. They hold their breath, their hands are shaking, never fold the fist of bruise. Scratching at your little fuse, they ain't shit. Read the news. I swear I'm about to be the father rookie of the year. Don't even try, bother, homie, you ain't even near. I'll never be forgotten, got a Hall of Fame career. I built it from the bottom, now the only thing I fear. You, happy daddy's eyes be acquitted too. Never that, your colors try different, you know, winner blues. You never walk my path, you wear a bigger shoe. You never have a give a fuck, cause that's just not what winners do. Opportunity won't knock you left in limbo. Frozen in the key, you got one fit the lock, there is no hope. And hit a doubt outside, you know the windows open. All legends of the fall when there's nowhere else to go. Cause the only way is down, now they looking out below. Why?